food, fashion, art, live music, sport, and of course, coffee. Melbourne ticks a lot of boxes, but is it the right fit for you? Hello, I'm Kate Creedon, and this is Nursing Down Under. Melbourne, it's the capital of Victoria, located on the southeast corner of Australia. It's this geographical location that makes Melbourne famous for its four seasons in one day weather. But it doesn't matter if it's stinking hot or freezing cold, there are city laneways to explore, galleries, rooftop bars and restaurants, so many hidden gems. And let's not forget the baristas serving up arguably the best flat whites in the world. So let's hear what it's like from the locals. You'll remember Amy O'Riordan from episode three. Amy is a nurse who made the move to Australia from County Cork, but now considers herself a Melbourneian. Welcome back, Amy. Thank you. Also with us is Whitney Hunt. Whitney is Health Solutions Group Australia's Victoria Operations Support Manager. Hey there, Whitney. Hello, how are you going? (laughs) Really well, thank you. Now, I've been looking forward to this episode because Melbourne is my hometown. It is such a vibrant, fun city. Amy, tell us, how did you end up in Melbourne? So I ended up in Melbourne um, after I had lived in Sydney for six months. So I did my farm work. And then we decided that we would just give another city a try. So in April 2019, we decided to move to Melbourne and we've called it home since. (laughs) So you didn't always want to come to Melbourne. What was it about Melbourne that attracted you? We had a lot of friends that had lived in Melbourne previously and we are quite laid back and enjoy a little bit of a laid back lifestyle. And um, some of our friends told us that we would love Melbourne. And sure enough, we came here and within a few days, we knew that it was the place that we wanted to be. So how does Melbourne compare to Sydney? Because I guess you're in the unique position that you've actually yeah. lived in both cities. I think it's the... Um, the ultimate question, isn't it? Sydney or Melbourne? Oh, yeah, the, the rivalry between the <laughs> oh, two. <laughs> I'm always afraid of what to say in this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it totally depends on you as a person. Sydney, it's uh, you've got a huge difference between the city life and the beach life. Um, obviously, Sydney has beautiful beaches and there's so many of them to choose from. And you can live on the coast if you want to and you have that real beachy, I guess, Australian lifestyle that you see and that so many people want. Um, I do find Sydney is quite a fast paced uh, city and um, it's very busy. I also find Sydney is quite spread out. I mean, all the suburbs are quite separate from each other. And then Melbourne wise, I find it a little bit more relaxed. Um, The city itself, I feel everything is quite close together um, and it's more of an integrated within the city so in Sydney you have that beach life city life separate whereas in Melbourne I find it's quite all together you've got lots of parks you'll have a barbecue by the river which is right in the middle of the city um so it's definitely there is a lot of differences between it but yeah what about I did say Melbourne's four seasons in one day weather how do you describe (laughs) how do you describe Melbourne weather (laughs) I mean, if anything, it makes me feel more at home. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Melbourne, definitely. I think, you know, you can expect that you'll look at your weather app and it'll say, you know, it's going to be a massive storm. I mean, you really can't go by that because it could be absolutely sun splitting the stones that day. 
and there'll be no storm. So I think it's expect the unexpected when it comes to Melbourne weather. Go out with your factor 50 and an umbrella if you want to be prepared. Be prepared. Good advice. So Whitney, do you have a lot of nurses wanting to come to Melbourne? Yeah, absolutely. We find that most of the nurses do want to come to Sydney and Melbourne as their first point of call. So we do have a, like an abundance of nurses wanting to come here. Um, so there's often, you know, they'll have lots of friends that they know here as well. So it, it is, is a little bit um, of an easier integration for a lot of nurses who come here because they've got mates down the road, which is really helpful. Of course. And, and what sort of work is, is available? Pretty much everything, particularly with our agency. We have um, contracts with all of the major clients in most of the state, definitely within Melbourne and Greater Melbourne, Geelong. Um, We do have a lot of hospital work, aged care. Um, We've been also doing a lot of support with the COVID pandemic. Um, Amy can attest to this. You know, we've been servicing some of the drive-through screening clinics and things like that, which Amy's been doing for us, which has been fabulous. So pretty much anything you can think of, we we do it. So um, there is a lot of uh, availability of work here. And has work in Melbourne been impacted by COVID? Yeah, it's been a roller coaster. Absolutely. <laughs> so in the first lockdown, it um, really hit us hard um, for all agencies and all, most of healthcare. Um, because the elective surgeries were cancelled. So it was a holding pattern. There wasn't a lot of work going um, for anyone, particularly theatre nurses. Um, as you can imagine, they were kind of sitting on their hands for a while and had to retrain to, to get work. Then we had the second wave here in Melbourne, which um, made the work skyrocket, but mainly in the aged care space. So our poor aged care homes were heavily impacted, which meant that there was you know, at one point there was 10,000 shifts that were um, with all the agencies in Victoria pretty much and um, there was just a shortage of nurses and not enough people to go around and now it's definitely gotten a lot busier again um, and it's definitely impacted the trends that we're used to seeing in the in the workflow here um, and it's slowed down a little bit again because we've had those elective cancelled um, due to the five-day lockdown but we, we're expecting that to come up again and it's been really busy since probably like September last year so I guess we've just got to stay tuned and see what happens next. (laughs) And do nurses find it very different to back home? Yeah, there is um, a lot of nuances that um, they they do find different. I would say that most of them adjust so quickly. So um, one of the big things would be that, um, you know, the shift times, a lot of the nurses back home are used to doing 12-hour shifts and here the shifts are a lot shorter. Generally, they're six to eight hours if they're during the day. So that can be a bit of a, um, a change for the nurses. Um, the drug names are also different. So I've had that feedback from a lot of the nurses nurses that they've um, had to adjust to the different names of the drugs here Um, and also you know uh, just working at short notice that's an adjustment for every agency nurse you know you think you aren't working because you haven't got a call at nine o'clock the night before but you'll hear your phone ringing at five o'clock the next morning and uh, ready to rock for a seven o'clock shift so oh wow (laughs) yeah so I mean that that's just the nature of agency work really but um, it can be a huge adjustment no matter where you're from (laughs) Uh, Amy how did you find adjusting I mean did you find it hard getting used to the different drug names or um, you know that short notice of getting to work very quickly after getting that phone call? 
Yeah, it, it, I think it does take a little bit of getting used to at the start, especially the phone calls. I mean, you can get a call for work anywhere up until 11 p.m. at night and then from 5 a.m. in the morning. But it's just about, I think, if you want to do a shift the next day, be ready for that phone call at 5 a.m. If you don't want to, ring the night before and say you don't want to if you don't want to get that call. Um, it just takes a lot. Um, I guess it takes a bit of adjusting the drug names, um, but you find yourself... If you're working, especially in a specific area, you find yourself getting used to those drug names really, really fast. And it's second nature then. Um, but it definitely does take a little bit of adapting with like with any job. But um, I would say that the short shifts compared to a 12 hour shift is a big plus. So what do you tell people thinking about coming to Melbourne for their working holiday? I mean, Absolutely. Melbourne, especially, I find it's a great city to get a lot of things that you want. I mean, you have the beaches, you have the city life, you have these gorgeous suburbs and you can pick suburbs to suit you and suit what you want from places. Um, And also just the work is amazing. I mean, there's some absolutely fantastic hospitals and facilities here and um that really you know take care of you even if you're an agency nurse and the the work is brilliant here and what about when you're choosing where to live should you try and live close to hospitals um i don't think necessarily close to hospitals but definitely living close to a train station or tram line um because obviously a lot of people come here they don't want to buy a car it's hard to find a space to have a car space and things like that. Um, so definitely living near a train station or living near a tram line is a huge um, plus when you're coming here, especially as an agency nurse, when you don't know where you're going to be. Um, it's that you have that at your doorstep so that you can go any direction and be there quite quickly. Um, so that would be the main thing I would recommend for uh, nurses coming here. Whitney, do you find there's certain suburbs that international nurses usually want to live in? Yeah. <laughs> it's always St Kilda. It's always St, St. Kilda. Kilda. That's where they all the want to live. Yeah, beach and city. And I get it, right? It's a beautiful place to live. And, um, it, yeah, but there's uh, the problem with St Kilda is that it's not as accessible by public transport. It is only trams. There's no train station. And it can be a little bit um, of a pain to get in and out of. So it wouldn't be my first recommendation as a a place to live um you know there's a lot of other inner city suburbs that are quite close to the beach still like you know richmond south yarra um, there's some really funky places like brunswick and fitzroy that are really close to um, train stations and and then there's some really nice suburbs if people are looking to go a bit more suburban i don't think that that's everyone's cup of tea when they're coming from uh, another country but yeah there's there's some great places that I just, you know, have everything happening still and the beach is not far away either, Um, but there's train stations, which I would definitely recommend because Amy's right. No one wants to get a car and just want to be able to easily jump on the train and get where you need to go. What about the trams? So you're saying they're not, they're not as reliable as perhaps, but you know, you're more wanting to be on a train line as opposed to a tram line. Just easier to get more places, I would say. I'd say that they're still a uh, reliable form of transport. It's just more that they're not 
um, accessing as freely more places. And often if you've got to get a tram, you're probably getting a tram to a train station to then get a train and potentially get a bus too, you know. So and do it all within an hour and a half after exactly. getting that early call. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just not as practical. If you can be near a train station, then um, you're just going to have so much more free access to more places rather than, you know, a, a really small handful. And Whitney, what about when nurses arrive? Is there any way that they can sort of get to know each other or socialise? What's your advice? Well, we do um, often host events ourselves so that we can um, have the nurses, you know, um, catch up with each other, make some new friends. Um, What wasn't a bit... Was it last year, Amy? Do we have the uh, barbecue? Last February, yeah. Yeah, so I get confused with COVID, like what you know. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> so <Yeah>. in <laughs> February, before COVID hit us, we had a, um, a barbecue, so just something casual in a park in um, near the Alfred. And it was a beautiful day. We all just hung out. It was just super chilled out. Um, so we do that sort of thing. We've had dinners. Um, we've done a lot of different stuff. So there's certainly um, ways that we like to keep our nurses, um, you know, socialising with each other and um, being able to come into the country and feel really comfortable. Amy, how do you find the social life in Melbourne? I mean, it's it's great. I mean, you meet so many different people here and there's something I find social life wise, there's something for everyone. Um, as I said before, brunch is huge here. You'll find brunch anywhere at your doorstep. Um, and then if you want to go out on a night out, there's often live music and there's something different everywhere. You could go on Chapel Street and you could go, you know, down the pub scene there, or you could go to Fitzroy where things are a little bit more alternative, a little bit more casual. Um, so yeah, there's something for everyone, really. And, and when you're moving out here, I mean, what what's your advice? What what sort of what do you wish you'd known before you arrived in Melbourne? Um, that it gets cold in Australia. <laughs> no one told me. <laughs> And especially God, Melbourne. No that it was <laughs> yeah. So I came with all summer clothes. I did not have a pair of jeans. I didn't have a jacket. And come wintertime, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the one need thing. To, Bring, you need to get a shipment of things over from back home. <laughs> okay. Um, and Whitney, what advice do you give nurses who arrive in, in Melbourne? Well, there's some really great places to see. So, um, you know, obviously there's a really great nightlife and things in, in the city, but there's also really great places you can travel to, like going down to the Great Ocean Road, um, you know, going to see the Twelve Apostles, going to all those um, other coastal towns is really great. And, uh, yeah, I suppose taking Amy's advice and bringing some winter clothes for, <laughs> for when things do undoubtedly get close. Going so. <laughs> Amy, have you had much of a chance to travel around Victoria? Yeah, I have actually. I've been lucky enough to do the Great Ocean Road and travel to some. It's You can find these little spots that you've never heard of before. They might be only an hour's drive away from Melbourne, away from the city. And there's these beautiful places, these beautiful botanical gardens, um, these beautiful hikes, these sunrise or sunset um spots and yeah it's amazing it's you know everyone thinks Melbourne big city but go an hour away from Melbourne and you've these gorgeous um little you know rural places and yeah it's it's amazing 
So how do you hear about these places? Is it because other friends have visited or how, how do you learn about, yeah. where, you know, where to, where to visit when you're staying in Melbourne? Yeah, so a lot from other people. And I think it's, you know, trying to look outside the box as well. What I do is I kind of look up road trips near Melbourne. And the first thing that always comes up is the Great Ocean Road. But there's so much more to it if you go north of Melbourne. Um, and there's these little spots. There's, uh, we went to Blue Lotus Water Garden um, a couple of weeks ago. And then there's like Redwood Forest. There's these gorgeous places, you know, around Melbourne. There's so much to see. Um, so just looking up and thinking outside the box. And I mean, even taking a drive and seeing what you come across can be great, you know. And do you get much time in, I guess, because the work that you're doing, it can be quite short notice. I mean, do you get much time to, to take off and, and plan these, these little trips away? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, because I'm sponsored, I can take annual leave and things like that. But for, for nurses that are, um, you know, coming in on a working holiday visa and are doing that agency casual work, you can plan that, OK, I'm going to work all this week. I'm going to take shifts and be available all this week. And then that leaves me with Saturday and Sunday. So that's the great thing about agency as well, is that you can make it so flexible and work around things that you want to do. So when, so when you arrive in Melbourne, I mean, um, Whitney, you might be able to, is there certain things you need or like do you need to sort out, you know, tra- travel on public transport? What what do you need to do to get yourself sort of set up? Um, so there's a lot of things you obviously need to do before you get into the country with the app and things like that. But presumably that's all sorted. Um, there's a few bits and pieces like you're working with children's check that you would need to get um, sorted. There's some compliance bits and pieces that um, you can get organised before uh, you come so that you can hit the ground running. Um, in terms of anything else, it's really just having that, you know, the right attitude, just understanding that the, it is an agency at the end of the day. So, you know, it's very, very flexible. Like Amy said, that means that you can work when it suits you and not work when it suits you, but also taking up the opportunities when they come to you so that if there's heaps of work available, make the most of it because there is quieter periods as well. So just working in with the, with the peaks and the troughs of agency work, um, you know, always putting your best foot forward. But I will say our clients love all the international nurses. We get rave reviews that, you know, they're wondering where they all are at the moment because of COVID. Like, like when are you going to be able to get them back? So um, they are, you know, always such a great fit, hardworking. Um, so just, I guess, continuing what you were doing at home and just taking that to your um, to your workplace in Australia. And Wendy, what do nurses tell you about, you know, the kind of work they're doing? Um, how does that compare to perhaps what they were doing back home? Uh, they th- they say that it's a lot better, <laughs> um, a lot yeah. less stressful, um, and that I think the patient ratios are a, a lot better. Um, and just the support, I think, is uh, a bit different from back home. They might get a little bit more support um, in the workplace. So everything that I've heard comparatively is um, is much more positive. And I have a girlfriend as well who went and worked in the UK and came back due to COVID. And yeah, she said that um, working in Australia is definitely um, a bit easier um, in the best possible way. (laughs) Amy, Amy, would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the healthcare system here definitely is a well-oiled machine, whether it's private or public. You, the patient ratios are smaller. You definitely have that more support um, from other nurses. And there's a lot of um, team nursing as well, which means, you know, 
you might have your patients, but it's okay that you can ask for help or someone else will ask you for help if you need it. Um, so there's definitely, yeah, huge supports here. And obviously flying the flag for Melbourne as well, hoping that you can get some more nurses to come to Melbourne apart from the uh, warm clothes, bringing warm clothes. What other what other tips or what other advice would you would you give them? I mean, yeah, just have an open mind. And as Whitney said as well, taking advantage of the peaks and the, you know, when the agency is quiet and planning your travel around those and you'll get to know pretty quickly and just asking as well, asking the allocations team, you know, do you think it's going to be quiet or when? do you think you know is your quietest period is very important because you get a feel for it and I think as well is you you get out of agency as much as you put into it um I find you know when saying when you're available and being available for those times I mean no one is going to want to keep giving you shifts if you say you're available and then every single time they offer you one you say actually no I'm not so it's about making it work for you as well and you know, giving them a clear guideline of what you need and what shifts you're available for and answering the phone when they call you and, you know, things like that. It's They're very simple things and it might sound like just courtesy, but it does make a difference. And how long does it take to, you know, before you sort of feel like, hey, yeah, this is home for me? Um, I think it depends on the person. I mean, we had been in Sydney for six months and while I felt like I loved Sydney, it wasn't until I came to Melbourne and literally within a few days, I was like, oh my God, I'm so comfortable here. So it, it might not feel like that straight away. And I definitely didn't get that straight away in Sydney, but also I had just come from home. So I had spent a few months already away from home. And when I came to Melbourne, I felt that straight away, but it's absolutely different for everyone. And I think you, but you get a feel for a place very quickly and know, you know, if it suits your vibe as well. Well, Amy Whitney, thank you so much for taking us on a tour of Melbourne. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Join me in the next episode when we explore Sydney. In the meantime, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to get in touch with the team at www.hsga.com.au.